This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. It is the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport, where we shall be looking back at Saturday's blustery 2-2 draw with Blackburn and ask that very special question that is on everyone's lips. With West Brom and Leeds both winning, does that loss of points wave goodbye to a realistic chance at automatic promotion? Or are we being dragged into what we're going to call a premature run-in panic room? There's still a third of the season to go. Surely nothing can be ruled in or ruled out. We're also going to be hearing from Bees and Rovers fans back in the boozer, as well as Brentford head coach Thomas Frank, of course. We're also going to look ahead to tomorrow night's skip up the M1 to Kenilworth Road for the next must winner against bottom of the table, Luton Town. There's also the weekend trip to Cardiff City to contemplate as well. Contrasting away games for sure. It's the Brentford Fan Show with me, Matt Beadle, joined as ever by Dave Laney Lane. Hello, Dave. Hello, mate. You all right? Very good. Thank you. Great to have you on the show. And also, what can we say about the man, the myth, <laughs> certainly the legend, it's Greville the Waterman. Hello, nice to see you again. Great to have you in the studio. Of course, we, we, we bumped into each other quite recently, didn't we, we did. Greville? We did, we did in the press room at Griffin Park before the Leeds game. For the Leeds not? game, it was, yes. Yes, and... He uh, was just fighting over prawn sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> of all the games for me to, uh, to to say farewell to Griffin Park, sadly, it wasn't it wasn't the best, was it? Not but the we'll, best. we'll move swiftly beyond that, gents, because you've been in the White Heart, you've had your White Heart whispers, fill <laughs> me in. Well, it was, it was, we, were, we had a bit of a whisper in there, didn't we? Absolutely. There was a few bits of gossip floating around. Um, yeah, the biggest whisper, really, down down the pub. I mean, the, the White Hart, which is uh, in Southwark, really, really good boozer, look after us very well every week. Um, and in return, we give, we give them a little feature called the White Heart Whisper. Um, tomorrow, we get the we get the Fulham tickets going on sale um, four o'clock, which has caused a little bit of a kerfuffle. Some people are a bit worried that the uh, tickets go on sale out of ticket hours, and th- I'm more worried about the fact they're thirty five pounds um, wow. for a Friday night game that is on telly. 
So I know it's supply and demand, and I know that there aren't as many away tickets as are normally available for for, for Craven Cottage. But I, I'm thinking it's such a massive game that you know you can you can take your principles, and I I, I admire people that say you know. 20 is plenty, 30 is dirty, and £30 is the limit for, for what most people would pay for a championship game of football. But I'm thinking personally, um, I, I can't miss this one. This this game is a promotion, six points are probably... We, we said about... Are we being sort of manipulated into this running panic room? I think the running is well in well in the process of happening when we play Fulham in a, in a few weeks' time. So, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not happy with the fact that it's 35 quid, but it's going to be a brilliant Friday night in Putney Gravel. What do you think? They've got us over a barrel, really. We've got to be there. It's one of the most crucial games of the season. It's Fulham as well. How can you not be there? So. We'll just have to save up. And as far as the tickets are concerned, if a Luddite like mine, like me, can get on my telephone at four o'clock tomorrow and order my ticket, you know, I, I don't think there's too much wrong with with what the club are doing at the moment. Well, I think for me as well, it just highlights how exciting this running's going to be. I, I know we're all a bit nervous, and we all, you know, we we look at the the implications of dropping points and what everyone else is doing around us but I mean there's some really juicy fixtures between now and the end of the season mm. Fulham away Friday night under the lights um, and on TV we've been doing really quite well on TV recently as well so you know I, I go there um, full of confidence if I'm honest it's one of those isn't it where you're right without your principles without our principles we're nothing we have to keep our principles but <laughs> in this scenario it's one of them where you think Do you know what it's 35 quid I don't want to pay it but in you know a few months' time, if we go up as a result, I'm not even going to remember spending that 35 quid. It's going to be completely irrelevant to me. Of course, you know, and you can spend 35 quid on two pints in some exactly. pubs in London. So, you know, it's it's difficult. I, I think some I think football clubs need to be aware um, that there is a price that is is too much. I, I, I certainly think you know certainly with the Premier League having 20 pounds as as their as their cap price, um, it shows you how farcical it is. That you can you know you can see some some fixtures in the championship which you could argue is a lesser standard that are almost twice that much so you know I, I, as Greville said they've probably got us over a barrel if I'm honest with you but you've um, got a situation now where Leeds charge I think it's 39 pounds and they're doing that because they know that any unsold tickets they can sell to their home fans who are desperate to get in there mm. it's I'm afraid it's supply and demand and at the moment the demand exceeds supply. So what we were saying, the White Hart Whisper is Fulham, hang your head in shame. <laughs> That's what we're saying. That's what the whisper was. That's the moral of this yeah. story. On Friday the 13th, of course, that game <clears> as well, isn't it? So we'll wait and see what happens on that one. But like you say, Dave, definitely uh, promotion six points. Uh, the game at the weekend, we'll focus on that now at home to Blackburn, also in front of the Sky cameras, of course. Thoroughly enjoyed yet another Brentford game on TV, as you mentioned. 2-0 down, pulled it back to 2-2. It ended up being quite the entertaining thriller. It was. I, I, I don't know whether it's my age or not, but I've, I've, I've taken a little bit of a chill pill and 2-0 down, I wasn't happy. Obviously, I wasn't happy. Um, but in years gone by, I would have been stood there ranting and raving and vexing and pacing up and down. And a couple of times this season, I've kind of taken two steps backwards and kind of just had a word with myself and said... There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about this. Have faith. Have faith. And 
both times I've had the word with myself, it's, it's like they've it's come back. You know, it was I've, it was Millwall, um, and it was Middlesbrough, and again on Saturday. Although we didn't completely spin it round into a victory, we weren't that far off. You know, side Ben Rama for for want of a slightly better finish, he would have he would have provided the the absolute cherry on the cake on mm. Saturday. It was a beautiful move. Um, one two with Watkins and it, it should it, it deserved a goal but yeah it was certainly uh, an interesting entertaining game and it did deserve a goal good goalkeeping performance from Christian Walton to be fair and one of the things I picked up from the game which has been not really that common with Brentford this season was route one not just from Brentford but from Blackburn as well their opener a route one from Christian Walton I know that Ethan Pinnock maybe got caught out on, on the hop there and Adam Armstrong good finish over David Rea but for Ollie Watkins first goal Henrik Dalsgaard yes not route one in the traditional sense but still an, uh, you know, an arrowed ping towards Ollie Watkins. So two balls there going over the top and actually working out well. It's about using the conditions, isn't it? Mm. And if you've got a gale force wind behind you, then use it. Um, I just thought that their goal came out of the blue. We'd started so well. We'd missed a great chance in the first two minutes from the through ball of the season from Cy Benrama, which Mabuemo couldn't quite finish. And then I thought a goal was about to come. Then suddenly they score out of absolutely nothing. Fantastic ping downfield by Walton. Armstrong took it beautifully. Rare helped make his mind up, but there wasn't really much he could do. But to me, it's just we're so close. We're so close to being there. You know, with two points dropped as opposed to one point gained, hitting the post in the last couple of minutes at Huddersfield, hitting the post with five minutes to go against, uh, who was it, um, uh, Birmingham. But at the same time, Leeds should have beaten us by three. So I still think we should have four or five more points than we, than we have. But going back to what Dave said, it's about trust. We know we're a good team. Trust in them. But you're right to say, you know, the long, the long ball. Where we we, we mm. scored a great goal at Hull. Again, beautiful mm. yeah. dink ball down to Rico. We put a ball in first mm. time. Watkins got the header. So going long is not something that we're shy of doing anymore. And, you know, what, why should you? If you've got... If you've got that quality of pass in your locker and you know that you've got someone who's going to get on the end of a great cross then why not you know just you know it's the quickest attack there is surely why why do it in 20 passes when you can do it in three so you know we we do get accused of overplaying sometimes but we've got we've got to realize sometimes we, we do it as fast as possible Taylor two pens as well you have to say David Reyes I thought was slightly harsh John Buckley of course bringing him down to an extent he probably should have punched it he didn't it was an error but a penalty given you have to say the referee maybe even things up gents well the first one I still feel that VAR would probably given Blackburn offside in the move coming up to it it looked really really dodgy um Rea, it was his impetus his momentum took him into the into Buckley Buckley was like a squeal, squealing pig as he went down, <laughs> howling for the penalty. And um, and I'm afraid Blind Pew, Mr Robinson, heard his pleas. Um, as far as I one was concerned, oh, no, it was as pure as the, as the driven snow. Yeah, it was soft as well. It was the classic make-up penalty. Um, Roslev deserves every credit for going in between the two of them. Um, but... Yeah, he, there was a touch on him from Bradley Johnson, who's the pantomime villain who I can't I can't stand. So, 
Yeah, look, you're, you're, not gonna, you're not going to get any honesty out of me on this one. Obviously, theirs wasn't a penalty and ours was. So I, I, I'll take your your more honest um, Thank you, Dave. This. Um, <laughs> you know, I, well, I thought, you know, I thought I thought Roslev was was touched. I, I, I think, yeah, other players may have stayed on their feet. And there's a couple of times recently I think that our players have been a bit too honest and stayed on their feet and tried to look for the pass where going down probably would have been a little bit more profitable for them. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we're, we're not a team of cheats. We're not a team of divers. I know Leeds were still banging on against Watkins um, from a couple of seasons ago. But, you know, I, th- I think we're an honest team. I think we prefer to score a goal than go down looking for a penalty. That's not our style. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, what do the fans think? We know. We know what the fans think because you were speaking to them in the pub after the game. Here is what they had to say. Disappointing not to win it at the end with the pressure and the wind. I don't think you really we saw what, what an impact the wind made more uh, in, in the second half, really. So it's probably more in the first than we, than we noticed at the time. But yeah, back there in a solid, unexciting, uninspiring team. But they're solid, they're neat, they're compact. Uh, they've got a couple of sharp lads up front. And at 2-0 down, I wasn't really convinced we were going to get back into it. But you know, cracking goal by Watkins and... Kicking into the Ealing Road second half, you fancy yourself for another, and oh, I thought we might nick it at the end, but I suppose it's a point gained from where we were, but it's got to be looked at as two drops. They got their first goal from uh, just a basically a hopeful punt outfield that uh, evaded Pinnock as it sort of got caught in the air, and then just landed at one of their blokes' feet who uh, lobbed the keeper. So. Yeah, the conditions were pretty awful. Uh, midfield um, didn't get into the game. Didn't get into the game. First ten minutes we looked good, but after that, uh, the midfield got a bit lost, uh, like it has done in recent weeks. Uh, but bringing in uh, Shandon Baptiste uh, really helped uh, sorted that out. But uh, for me, Roslev was superb coming on uh, for Jean Vieira with Dalsgaard moving back inside because uh, Roslev is a proper, so he's a winger basically. It's fantastic. He just like goes out that wing, gets crosses in really, really early, which is what I really like. Yeah. So I thought the substitutes were making a big difference. Last half hour, it's all us. Fantastic, really brilliant. Went for it, got the two goals. Just a shame we couldn't get that last one. We had, we had more, more chances to get that winner. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't to be like Middlesbrough and we didn't quite make it today. I'm just not entirely certain where we go from here. I think this confirms that we'll definitely be in the playoffs. I don't think we're an automatic promotion team. I'd say I'm a bit down after that result. Um, Blackburn were nothing special. Um, we didn't perform well today. We came away with a point. I suppose we should be grateful for that. I think we've been a bit, little bit out of form realistically for the last month, and that showed a little bit today. But Baptiste, when he came on, made a world of difference. He changed the whole game for us, and I'm, I've been impressed with him in the last two games. I've seen him twice now, and I can't praise him enough. He completely he brought Josh back in the game. He did everything we wanted. And they panicked when he suddenly appeared because they didn't know what to do, and he was on them every time. I, I can't praise him enough for what he did in the last 20, 30 minutes. He's, I thought he's excellent. I didn't expect us to play as well as we did. Um, I think the first half, you were, you were average, in my opinion. You weren't as good as I thought you'd be. Ben Rama had enough chances, but he just he weren't. I don't think he was at it today. Uh, and Bremo was quite quiet. And I really expected BMW to be at it. Um, but now we tune it up. I think I, I do look at it as two points drops, but no, I'll take it. I'll take the point. It was going to take a goal like that to, to, to get you guys fired up. And it was out of nothing, but it was world, that's a world-class goal if ever I've seen one. No, no keeper in the world is going to save that. And, yeah, you were, you were pumped up from that. And 
I was afraid, I can't lie. I'd say both sets of fans would probably be disappointed with that. Blackburn mainly because they were two up. Uh, while Brentford, on the other hand, after they get in the second goal, looked like they were going and grab that third goal. Obviously, it didn't come. Bit disappointing. I mean, Ben Rama had a great chance where he skied it over the stand. Um, but if you guess that on target on a different day, it might be uh, three points for Brentford. But you know, maybe at the end of the day, a point is a fair result. Uh, but I think when I think all Blackburn Rovers fans this evening, when we sit down at like eight o'clock and we're tucking into our. Um, Pudding and chips, I think we'll be really, really pleased with that result. I think we'll reflect on it as a, as a good point. Yes, you tune it up, but we know that Brentford are a good side. We know that when the equaliser goes in, there's still 20 minutes to go. Look, when you tune it down and the opposition get it back to 2-2, obviously there's an unbelievable momentum shift. That, that that's that's a given. And all you've got to do then is you've just got to fight and try and try and get up the pitch, try and carve something out. But I think we coped with it rather well. I think we, I think we really did. Maybe 12 months ago, I think we, we probably lost that game. Indeed, we did. Fair play to Frank. He's clearly learnt since the Leeds game and the Forest games. Yeah, he made some subs. He changed some shape. Uh, you know, and and suddenly we're we're on the front foot. We had, we had about five really good chances. You know, we could we could there could have been another Millwall in the off in there, or it could have been another Blackburn because Blackburn last year we were tuning down and one five two. But if you look if you look at the game overall, you know we we did more than enough to win that today. You know, I know we found ourselves two nil down, but we should have been we should have been a couple of goals up before they before they got their goal. Um, you know, it was a, a, a slightly fortunate bounce, or you know, the, it got caught in the wind. I thought we coped with the conditions better than they did. Um, I think it was two softest penalties. But I, I, I honestly think like, if Ben Rama had his shooting boots on today, we, he would have got a couple. If you're looking at chunks of games, we have to win at Luton and we have to, we have to not, not lose at Cardiff. So, yeah, so four points out of the next two games, absolute 100%. That's what we need. It's the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with Dave Laney Lane and Greville the Waterman. We've got plenty coming up over the course of the next 40 minutes or so. We're going to be looking ahead to the game with Luton in midweek, of course. We're going to be talking about a very special book on the horizon as well. But right now, gents, we're just going to quickly react to some of those comments there. One that stuck out for me was, was one of the Blackburn fans saying that actually he thought you weren't as good as he thought you were going to be. Well, I don't know. I don't know what he thought we would be because <laughs> I, I thought we were pretty, pretty damn good. I mean, there wasn't a lot of difference, I would say, um, in that performance to some of the games where we've won comfortably. We weren't a lot worse than we played up at Hull. Um, you know, Blackburn were better than Hull. Um, I thought we created a lot of chances. Side Ben Rama, if he ta- if he has his shooting boots on, he gets a hat trick again. Um, Watkins' goal was out of out of the top draw. Um, there, there was there was probably six or seven chances. We I know we had twelve or thirteen on target, but I would say seven seven of those were goal scoring chances. I, I would say on a diff, on another day. Uh, yeah, fair play. Um, Blackburn didn't come and, and roll over and let us tickle their belly or whatever. But uh, you know there wasn't masses wrong with that performance. The the the, the weather was atrocious. Um, I, I don't think many fans, including myself, really. Um, appreciated how big um, an impact that probably does have, especially on when you're trying to ping, you know, balls from one wing to the other. That it, it made passing um, anything other than along the floor a complete lottery. Um, and some of the some of the shots that De Silva um, took, I'll give give him the benefit of the doubt and say, on another day, on a less windy day, they would have all gone in. Um, 
So uh, yeah, I was, that's probably a little bit unbalanced. I'd say I thought I thought we were decent. Um, yeah, there you I, go. He's I, got his opinion. He, he has. I, I'd agree with you as well. I think. And when you look at the positives from the game as well, Ben Rama double figures for the season. Watkins up to twenty two now. The great stat was that it was his first goal from outside the box. Yeah, um, I think it's twenty one, isn't it? I think it's twenty one. Is but, it? But I'm a stat stato. Um, My bad. I, sh- I should know that you know better than he's me. He's got. But I worked it out. I looked at it. He's got eight with his head. I think seven with his right foot and six with his left foot or the other way around. So he's very, very consistent and he's very, very, you know, he can score from anywhere and, and with anything. And that goal must have put a million pounds on his on his value. It was sensational. It, it, did, it did put a smile on my face when I saw the interview of him talking about the goal. And he kind of said, as soon as I, as soon as I you know, I touched it off my chest, mm. he said... I'm having a go with this, yeah. and that was exactly the right thing to do at the time. So, you know, so, some of those some of those decisions about um, whether to take a take a shot, which is a more of a high risk shot, a less probable uh, sort of a lower probability shot. I think those instinctive shots, I think, need to be taken a little bit more. I really hate. This is the one thing I really hate about modern football is all those hundreds of people that shout shoot when anyone gets the ball at just about anywhere within shooting distance after they scored a decent goal well that that happens once in a blue moon but if we if we haven't learned anything about the the way Brentford play it's we get the ball out wide we pull the ball back to the penalty spot and there's someone there lurking to put the ball in the net we don't score we do score goals from distance but I mean you know shouting 500 people saying shoot really I I sit next to this guy who's a lovely bloke and he's been going for 60 years and he spends the, it's a litany throughout the whole game. He says, get it forward, Brentford. Get it <laughs> forward. Faster, Brentford. Upfield, Brentford. And how I refrain, from, how I keep my temper, I just smile sweetly at him. And we talk and we get on. But he is, you know, he's a man of his time. And he's not, he's not used to the new Brentford. Not used to it and never will be. So anyway, so what, you know, I was saying that it, it was great to see him, like, acknowledge the fact that it was a bit of a worldie. Yeah. And it was, it was typically Brentford and very understated. And he kind of just smiled. He didn't go, you know, there was no big I am. There was no kind of anything above apart from, yeah, it was a decent goal, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah. Yep, some player Brilliant. indeed. One heck of a goal to some contrasting reviews, I suppose, from various fans. And we'll get into social media in a minute. Marcondes taking a bit of a battering online. Decent performance from Mads Ruslev as well. Here, however, is what the manager, Thomas Frank, had to say. Can't praise the players enough. What a performance in many aspects. Yes, we made some mistakes. Yes, is the things we could have done better for the game? Yes, there always is because we're aiming for the for the very, very best. The four things we look at every single time this showed a top attitude. They showed unique togetherness because when you're two 0 down, you need to, to to stick together. They showed hard work uh, throughout the game and they put in a very good performance. So the key is the four key p- pillars. They they, they, they did that um, and especially. I think actually we did more than enough to be up after the first half. Created chances uh, in, in every aspect. The second half, a few key decisions uh, against us, and, and that happens. We need to have resilience, and that still going with that attitude. We, we, we did that, uh, went down 2-0, and we just kept going. And that's where it, you know, it's defined you know, a good team from a great team. And the boys, they stayed in there with discipline, structure, determination, 
concentration and controlling their emotions and doing what we've been trained and what, what, what we're all about and create the two goals and we've created the chances and we went forward, you can see that with Christian down in the middle, Brian Bremer has a very offensive left wing back, so, so we did everything we could to, uh, to, to get the three points and, and the players did more than enough to get the three points. Julian had a minor knock, uh, so he struggled, but we knew that we would do that, we were 100% sure that was the move we wanted to do, put Christian down as a centre back in the middle, Henrik in and then Mats as a right wing back uh, and that would be more offensive. Unbeaten feeling, you know, is, is, is important, that, that, you know, teams can't beat us kind of feeling. Uh, that's very important to go into the, to the last 12 games. Uh, we know it's a, it's, a, it's a tough, tough end of the season, but we're up for it. We are so ready with, you know, again, tough attitude, big, big, big uh, togetherness, the hard work, and we just need to put in good performances. We go to Luton. They're fighting for their lives and they 100% want to revenge the last game, but uh, we're ready for it. We are ready for it. Head coach there, Thomas Frank, just reflecting on that game with Blackburn. A pretty honest reflection, I think, Revel. Absolutely. Well, he's such a good communicator. He tells it as it is. He doesn't play mind games. Well, he did against Aston Villa last year. Do you remember when he, he lied about you know playing wing-backs and everything? But he is a fantastic man. It must be. He's, a, he's an inspiration. I do think that when you hear the package of the, 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 the fans speaking from both clubs and then you add the, the manager speaking, I think you really do get like a 360-degree kind of uh, pricey of what happened in the game. And I think, I think that's actually quite useful. I think speak, you know, when, you, when a manager talks about a, um, a result like that, he's, he's clearly going to be a bit disappointed. But he really did stick to the positives, I think. I, I think sometimes, as a fan, I, I know we I know we all want to go up and I know we all want to, to win every game. But I think he's masking there that how, how young this team is and how inexperienced they are to find themselves 2-0 down, but they've still got the character to come back and claw something out of that. And they did more than claw their way out of that. They, you know, they, they probably, on another day, they would have won that. Mm. So I, I think he's right to kind of... He's, he's protecting the young players... In, in in some ways, um, but he, I don't th- I don't think he sort of he, I, don't, I don't find he's like looking for excuses. He also takes the emotion. I mean, Brentford are very organised, pragmatic, planned, structured. You know, he talks about the four things that we measure things. Everything about Brentford is planned, and I I think that Thomas Frank is the perfect manager for or head coach for us because he knows what he's doing. The players have bought into him. They love and they trust him. We are in very, very, very good hands, and he will keep calm because at the, as the season gets to the the climax, we're all going to get stressed. And as, and as, and fan, as fans as well, like we're, we're reliant on the head coach or the manager yeah. to kind of give us some sort of insight to what's going on in the training ground and in the camp. Um, and, and I find that... He, he he does that. I, I don't I don't ever find myself thinking. Oh, he doesn't mean that. That's that's rubbish. You know that. I, 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 I do believe that there is a really excellent spirit in in that squad of players, and I think that's important for us to believe at this stage of the season that anything is still possible. And I know that we're a little bit further away than we probably would want to be. You know, for that second position or to challenge for the title, um, as daft as that may sound, <laughs> but you know, I, I still, I still, I, I've got an anything's possible head on still, and um, I, you know, after listening to him on Saturday, I, I, I do believe that we'll go to Luton and do something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Let's discuss the change of shape as well, gents. Shannon Baptiste coming in, Mads Roslev as well, earning praise. Greville. Well, Roslev has shown he's a player of immense potential. He's very, very positive. He gets forward very skillfully. He's quick. He uses the ball well. He's a good crosser of the ball. And this is nothing against Henrik Dalsgaard, who's probably been probably the most consistent player in the team. But he offers us something different. And I think next season there'll be a battle for that shirt because Dalsgaard's got one more year. But Roslev, I thought, gave us a, a real impetus when he came on, as did Chandon Baptiste. And I, you know, if, if Dave forgives me for saying this again, said in the pub, he seems to glide over the greensward. He's elegant. He's mm. so good on the ball. He's got vision. He's got skill. I'm in love with him already. And I think that he is going to be a very, very important player for us. And we're going to be reliant on him to, to, to step up again for the, this final sort of dozen or so games. Um, you know, we, we do need to rest some players. And, we, you know, you mentioned um, rightly on social media, Emiliano Macondes. He's got some he's got some proper abuse. Um, I, I, I personally don't quite get it. He, he had he had the same abuse before he went away to Michelin on loan. Um, when he came back, there was certain people kind of wishing him injured rather than being in part. Disgusting. I, I, don't, I, I, honestly, I honestly don't get it. I mean, it's, I, th- I don't. Why do we have to have a scapegoat the whole time? You know, he, he's, he's not. He may not be as good as we would hope, but he's certainly not an awful player. He's probably in the top fifty Brentford players of all time because of, because he is technically that good. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't. I don't get why we need a hate figure in this, and, and he has become that to some players. And I'm not saying you know fans shouldn't have their opinions. That's the last thing I'm saying. You know, besides all about giving fans their opinions, but. You know, really? I mean, it's, it's ghastly. Unfortunately, it's human nature, and it's so easy to be a keyboard warrior and just put something abusive on. And I responded to some idiot the other day who made some scathing comment about him. Give him a chance. We're going to need him between now and the end of the season. He was brilliant at Birmingham. He's made some fantastic cameo appearances as a substitute. No, he had a bad game, and frankly, I, I don't think he'll start tomorrow. But he's a good player. He just needs that opportunity. He just needs that goal. He really needs a goal. I but I say, like, get off everyone's back. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're fourth in the division. Mm. You know, we've got the, we're the, one of the most exciting young teams in the country. And you're picking out players that quite, aren't quite reaching the levels that, that you want them to. I mean, you know, it's, it's for, you know in, in my opinion... You know, we're fourth in the championship. It's stuff that only dreams are made of in my lifetime. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ball out anyone. No, absolutely not. Fickle football fans, I think, is the term, isn't it, there, gents? Before we move on, just lastly, 11th of January was the last time Pontus Janssen turned out in a Brentford shirt. Gents, where has he gone? What's going on? Well, well, this is an, this is a big conspiracy theory. Oh gosh, down 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 the pub before the game, there was certain besotted radio show um, <laughs> guests that were coming up with all kinds of weirdness I'm not even going to mention I don't think um, <laughs> I mean he, he's been spotted in um, um, uh, cafes in Richmond yeah where's Pontus isn't it um, I, I don't know the, the answer to that is it's supposedly a mystery hip injury um, swollen hip I've not was a, I've a swollen heard. hip mm. I mean you hear a lot of hip ab- abductor injuries at the moment don't you I mean whether it's something to do with that but I 
It's one. I mean, the club are always great at communication. This one just seems to be a bit grey. No one really knows what's what's going on. Well, yeah. I, I have a I have a feeling that the club themselves are a bit bamboozled by this. There there is a feeling that perhaps he has some mystery injury that isn't responding to treatment. Who knows? I might be talking my normal rubbish, but that might well be the case. It might be that. The only real solution is an operation, but obviously that will kill him for the rest of the season. So it might be that they're trying not, to get not, him... Not literally. No, it might be they're trying to rest him up as long as they can, bring him back for the real business end of the season in the hope that he doesn't break down. And if he breaks down, he breaks down. But it's it's a real blow because our clean sheets have um, have dried up since we've lost him. We lack his leadership. We lack him his playing of the referee and you know I mean do you remember Watson of Nottingham Forest he refereed the game against us Pontus does the most of does that for us we really miss him and hopefully he'll be back at some point yeah. It's gonna, we, we, we do need him at some stage. I, ho- I you know, hopefully that there's some sort of clarity is going to happen, um, and he, and he, and he makes a and makes a comeback soon. And he's back for that all important running. Well, this is the Brentford Fan Show. Next up, we are going to be reimagining the bees. Let's move on now because a book is coming out, a new book that uses some amazing technology to bring the black and white past back to life this is a limited edition print and dave laney lane you can tell us all about it i will tell you all about it so um there's a twitter feed that emerged about six or seven months ago called bees in color and uh uh, the guy uh brendan who, who who runs that he he got in contact with me and um he asked if uh, i was able to give him a few more photographs because i've got a huge library of um of bees pictures um that I've, uh, I've i've got together over the years and i i've given him a, one or two to experiment with and uh he lives in ireland and he came over to to brentford about uh two months ago and i got i got together with him and we had had a chat over a couple of drinks and i showed him the pictures that I've got and the pictures that haven't been used in other books and we both got really quite excited about um, the potential of him using his wizardry so he's got this software um, which um, he's able to over hours and hours on each photograph build up um, a very realistic colour interpretation of black and white I won't get too technical but there's 256 shades of grey instead of the the normal 50 that you've probably read about (laughs) and um, so the software can guess or kind of the algorithm can work out if you're saying that's blue then that's probably going to be green and red or whatever so over the hours he can work up uh, um, you know, a, a realistic colour version of our old black and white pictures, and we've gone back. I've, fortunately, in my collection, I've got pictures that go back to the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, and that it's a it's a bygone era where, you know, it's it's almost trapped in you. You, you almost like you uh, you think you look at the people as if they don't they weren't actually real they never existed they're, they're black and white people it's a black and white time and we saw that with the um, amazing World War One colorization project that the BBC did last year where just seeing these people talking and seeing their faces in flesh colours and their uniforms as in and uh, they're, they're green rather than, than grey they, their personalities came out and he's worked on some of the early pictures and I have to say it's really quite moving and I, 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 I'm not saying it's overly it's not overly dramatic to say that but some of these old boys that had their um, they were 
claret and blue stripes at the time and one of them oakley he had um because he represented middlesex he he was the only one that had a, a crest on his shirt and it said um middlesex football club or M- middlesex county fc mm. and it's it's so crystal clear and it's so sharp and so colourful and we've 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 got some just stunners and a couple of other collectors and local historians have come up with photographs of um of where where the football club was founded the the boat the um the rowing club down by the river in Brentford and the Oxford and Cambridge pub that was behind that I personally never seen photographs of this the club have never had pictures of this and these pictures have kind of emerged from the early kind of investigation and he's spending time colorizing that so not only with these pictures that we've never seen before we've never seen them like this before um, and so we, we've the, the brief is really I've given him 300 photographs that we've chosen most of which have never been published or, or haven't been published since the time this is your own personal archive my personal archive yeah um so um he's gonna spend the next six months working through this 300 pictures and so they they literally start in 18 1885 and they go through to probably 1985 there's there obviously printing technology changed around then so most newspapers or local newspapers they didn't print in color so people wouldn't have been used to seeing colour photographs of Brentford until probably the 90s so, um, so yeah some of, some of the some of the um, some of the results are just literally stunning um, so yeah they're, they're not like posterized. it's just really clear crisp lines and yeah so we've got we've got just the most amazing pictures Greville's been he's had, he's had, a, he's had a sneak preview uh, of it a sounds few. awesome doesn't it? I mean that's surely going to be on your coffee table I've, isn't it I've, I've ordered two already well I will have by tomorrow um i am salivating at the prospect i've seen a few um dave mentioned world war one um what was that film called they shall not be forgotten Mm -hmm. i cried all the way through it it was so moving and i fully expect to cry when i get this book it's going to be so well worth uh buying and looking forward to brentford have been very lucky in the type of books they have for a club of our size, and this is going to be a very worthy addition. So, yeah, I mean, it's, what's really difficult to do at the moment is actually is plan for next season. Believe it or not, there's no club shop, as far as we know, um, in the new stadium. So I've actually got no idea how I'm going to sell this. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, at the moment, we're just doing it all on pre-order. You can buy it from or pre-order it from legendspublishing.net, and there's a, you know, there's a, there's a, it's, it's a clear and obvious button there for the book. Um, so we, we're doing it on on pre-order anyone that orders it um between now and, and september will get their name printed in it or the name of you know a, a, a descendant a brentford fan descendant um we're gonna there was a back in the back in the late 1800s there was a one of the games that we played um someone someone an entrepreneur at the time was selling these badges they called they had they were just buck up bees buck up bees b apostrophe s before we were b double e s and so we're gonna we're gonna repro those you're gonna get a free buck up bees badge and um a couple of like free prints that come with the book so uh yeah we, we're gonna we're gonna sort of add a bit of value to it and uh we're hopefully like some of these images will be shown or, or or displayed at the new stadium as well because the history of the club to us to 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 you know to a, a few you know to a, a growing number of us um the legacy of the people that you know founded the club is, is something that's precious to us and we you know it's easy to forget 
your history but i think the minute you lose touch with where you've come from you you can you can you can lose sight of where you're going and and i think for brentford in moving into a new stadium we need to be aware and very 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 conscious about connecting with our our history and you know there are fans including greville and myself um who will not let um, those those bygone days be forgotten. No, absolutely. It sounds incredible, mate. Thoroughly look forward to seeing it as and when it comes out. Just very quickly again, where can we find it? So if you go to legendspublishing.net and you'll see um, a, a Brentford reimagined button um, just on the banner and just below that. So click on that and then you can reserve your copy. Brilliant. Great news. Okay, next up we are going to be looking ahead to that game with Luton with Hatters Matters Luton Town fan Thomas Wheatley. Thomas, great to have you on the line. It had been successive wins and successive clean sheets for the Hatters prior to Saturday's defeat to Charlton Athletic. It's still not over, of course, hopes of surviving in the Championship. And tomorrow you host the Mighty Bees. And we've got to say, mate, there is a seven-goal aggregate you might need to make up on this one. I tell you what, boys, we are not massively optimistic about this one. <laughs> Hello, mate. Welcome, welcome, welcome on. Thanks for coming on tonight, Thomas. Cheers. Um, yeah, we, you know, obviously, you said you're not you're not optimistic, but equally, you know, we're not going to be complacent and expect you know we're going to do the same again to you. You know, a lot of things went against you that day. You did play awfully uh, at Griffin Park, it has to be said, but you've got a little bit more clarity now. You know, you've got you know how many games you've got to go you know probably what you need to do what you what are you expecting you know you from your team tomorrow how, how do you think they're going to make it different well i think the uh the reverse fixture at your place was a bit of a an anomaly in in our season at least um i know looking at the table you'd think possibly otherwise but it, there's not been many games where we've been blown away by by the top teams i think that's probably one of only a couple um, so I imagine tomorrow is going to be a lot tighter. I would hope so, anyway. Um, given the, the, the back-to-back clean sheets before the, the Charlton game, um, so I imagine it will be a, a touch more composed. And now we're more used to the league we're in. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping just create a little bit more. At least make it a little bit more interesting. Thomas, I mean, you... Thomas, uh, hello, it's Gravel here. Nice to, to talk to you. You talk about creativity and. When I look at, think about creativity in Luton, I think about Izzy Brown. Now, I notice yeah. he wasn't playing at Charlton. Is he going to be back tomorrow? Um, there's not been a lot of news on that. We, uh, we were expecting him to be fit for the game um, on Saturday. Uh, there were three. Uh, it was Izzy Brown, uh, Kazengalo Oluwa and Sonny Bradley, who we were all, we were all expecting to be fit. Um, and none of them were in the squad. They picked up late knocks on Friday. Um, so we're hoping he's back because... It's no um, exaggeration to say we do look like a different team with him in the side. So um, we're, we're certainly hoping he's back for tomorrow, but given the lack of news, it's um, it's a bit of a concern. Um, I'm always a firm believer that you can tell a lot about you know the the sort of survival chances of a club by the the atmosphere um, from from the home fans. What's mm. what's that been like in in recent weeks? Is there a belief that? You know, you're you're able to pull yourself out of this. I mean, you are you are bottom of the league, and you know that that doesn't lie over over the season. Just just as I say, do you believe there's the survival, or is there a kind of an inevitability that there's uh, there's, there's bad news at the end of the season? Um, it's been it's been a bit up and down until very very recently. It was very positive. We were um, pretty adamant we were going to stay up, 
Um, I have to say, uh, the 1-0 the loss to, to Cardiff at home, it did start to turn. Uh, you hear Jones out starting to come from the, uh, the home fans, which is never nice to hear, uh, whether it's your team or, or someone else's. Um, but after the win against uh, Sheffield Wednesday and then the uh, the win against Middlesbrough, it was, it was a lot more optimism. So I still think fans are, uh, are believing that it is possible with the running that we've got. We, we play a lot of the teams around us. So um, there is still some optimism there. Um, but I have to say the, uh, the loss against Charlton on Saturday was, was a big blow. OK, what sort of formation do you expect Luton to put to play tomorrow? It tends to be a, a four at the back for us. Um, depending on the, the midfield players available, um, it, it, it normally becomes uh, a 4-3-3, three, three, possibly more of a diamond in midfield. If Izzy Brown's fit, he'll almost certainly play. Um, whether he's fully fit or not in the sort of number 10. Um, James Collins ends up being a little bit isolated up front. So we have sort of Harry Cornick, yeah, Kazenga Lawalawaz, Callum McManaman, and those kind of players up there supporting him. Um, so that's when it becomes more of a 4 3 3. A few times it becomes sort of that diamond in midfield. Uh, we've got the likes of George Moncur and Andrew Shinney who you can bring off the bench just to sort of add a few more bodies in there. But it will certainly start with um, with Collins up front on his own with, with sort of the... Uh, so so, the let, so let, let, let me ask you a key question. What's the best way to beat Luton Town at Kenilworth Road? Um, to be honest, there's a few ways. <laughs> um, uh, recently it's been teams have been getting us on the break so quite often we'll start a game well we'll get the fans inside um, we'll miss chances and it seems as though if we miss a chance the, up until the back-to-back the -back wins the players have gone well that's not going in then is it and it sort of started to sit back a bit you sound exactly like Leeds <laughs> well, honestly it, it's like watching the same except Leeds, Leeds seem to be able to score a goal <laughs> yeah I mean to, to be honest with you we were speaking in the White Heart before we came in and we were saying you know what you know, what, what, we, what do we think um, the you know the uh, the tactics should be for Brentford tomorrow night and mm. you know it's literally all out attack as far as I'm concerned tomorrow that's, that's, that's what I'm expecting from Brentford you know again yeah. that's not a massive disrespect to you you know we know we you know we've seen your goal difference um we, we know that you concede and we know that we're we're we're, you know, we're brutal sometimes on the attack we just got to hope that tonight tomorrow's one of those nights as far as you know from our perspective you know I, 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 you, you never like to see you know um other teams fans noses rubbed in it but uh as far as i'm concerned we we have to go to luton and literally just put on our best display and hope for yeah. a, hope the bmw is uh running on high octane tomorrow I think that's what we're expecting. <laughs> One last question. I saw you've turned the ground around. You now have home fans in what used to be the away end, I, I think, and you've sort of split the away end. And also, do you still have that wonderful mascot, is it Harry the Hatter, who used to wind up the, wind up the away fans every opportunity? We do, we do. I think the, uh, the man in the costume has been told to tone it down a little bit because he doesn't seem quite as... Um, Aggressive as he as he wants. He used but. to annoy me totally. <laughs> do you know? I'm quite glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you know who it is? <laughs> no, I really don't. I really, I really hope it's Danny Hilton when he was out injured. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, we'll thank you very much for coming on this evening. Before you go, quick score prediction. <laughs> oh, 
a tentative one all, but I'm not massively hopeful. Oh, one apiece. That was Thomas Wheatley there. You Luton fan just giving us Cheers, his prediction. Talking about that game tomorrow at Kenilworth Road. They have conceded 69 in 34, as you alluded to, Dave. First time you would have gone to Kenilworth Road, Greville, since? Since the FA Cup in 2005. No, actually, I went to a pre-season friendly in August 2015 and they beat us 2-1 in quite the most boring game of football. But I did see Philip Hoffman score. There you go. I think think the last league meeting, apparently 2008, I could be wrong. These are the notes that I've got in front of me. Yeah, Nathan Nathan Elder. I was there. I was there. I was there. I was there. Just had to dangle it. Then there was that cup win in the third round in 2005 when we Martin Allen had his best Catenaccio, 11 man defence and we tired them out and won 2-0 on the break, brilliant Brilliant stuff, I knew that Greville the Waterman would know that one and listen they've they've had a bit of resurgence haven't they and it just goes to show in the championship that you you string a few wins together as they did just six points adrift of safety now of course they are still rock bottom but it's just the same isn't it, at the bottom and at the top as well, only one team in the playoff places of course winning at the weekend, that being Preston, they had to come from behind, so gents it is all still to play for. It's all still to play for and just got to be consistent when we, we've not played badly for weeks and weeks and weeks now uh, and unless anything dramatically changes tomorrow we should have enough about us to, to get us over the line we play well we win handsomely I, I, I'm, I'm happy for a spluttering uh, you know 3-1 win tomorrow I think there's goals in us there, there are goals in us we Blackburn tried not to concede we opened them up easily um, and frequently we're going to do the same again tomorrow and that's not that's not being flippant and that's not taking anything for granted but we we, we have to remember we're a decent team and you know Luton hopefully there for the taking score first and we'll win I'm just slightly concerned we, we're conceding the first goal in the last two games and it's sort of giving us a bit of an uphill task I'll tell, we, you, I'll definitely, I'll tell you what is definitely happening tomorrow it's going to be an absolutely cracking atmosphere mm, it's, just, it's going to be brilliant. a sellout we've sold out the away end it's going to be great I'm so looking forward to it I want us to win, and I think we will. And you'll have sore knees by the end of it because they butt up against those seats, don't they? We'll be standing. We're not, we're not, we don't sit down. <laughs> sit down. Uh, gents, just before you go, the, the customary plugs, if you will. Yeah, we're, we're, still, we're still flogging our tickets for the uh, end of season bees up now. Um, we're, we've done really well with those. We're almost halfway through selling out of those, and we haven't really pushed it, to be honest with you. So that happens on the 1st of May, the night before the 2nd of May strangely <laughs> um, which is the last game at Griffin Park so that's to look forward to or not yeah or not no it's a lot, lot scheduled game yeah. for the moment yeah um, and then obviously we've got our traditional weekly podcast that will go live Thursday morning at, uh, at besotted.com or Pride of West Pride of West dot London or um, via Besotted on Twitter. Good stuff. Dave Laney Lane, thank you very much for your company this evening. Pleasure. Shake hands very, very, very nicely across the table there. <laughs> Greville the Waterman, thank you very much for your company this evening. It's like a, it's like the end of a game of cricket, isn't it? <laughs> I clicked my heels then. Ah, lovely. This has been the Brentford Fan Show. We'll be back next Monday with all the reaction from the games ahead. God bless you. Come on, you bees. Come, Come on, on, you bees. bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.